every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, a ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8-catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 69th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Mike Falkenstein, and I'm here again with Ken Watmore. And Ken, we have a couple of uh, kind of back-to-back episodes here that be exciting. It's fun to continue recording with you and investigating these topics, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I'm glad we're back together, and uh, I love being in your new little office and studio here it's great yeah it's working out really well in (laughs) fact i was just mentioning to you you know we've done we've been here long enough now it's kind of ready i'm kind of ready to rearrange some stuff and make it even more effective you know the one thing we've you know we've been doing the podcast but we want to do more video content as it relates to you know mobilizing christians towards the great commission and the setup that we have here is just kind of so 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 i want to look at that. And, you know, it's all about trying to be as effective as we can be. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I think people would love to see who's behind the radio sometimes. And yeah, you know, they always kid about us having a face for radio (laughs) and, uh, and that's probably true. It is probably Um, true, but, uh, it's still, I think people want to know who's there. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, well, Ken, in this episode, you know, we're titling it, what is the gospel, which may sound to be a little bit of a, a funny topic, given that we are a you know, we're a Christian podcast going to, you know, Christian people, generally speaking. And yet, you know, is the the idea, as I was just telling you, the idea came about, I heard uh, someone give a sermon just recently, and they were talking about how few Christians today actually can give a clear presentation of the gospel. In other words, they really know that story. And so, at first I thought, that, that seems a little odd. It seems like if you were a Christian that you would know the the podcast. But actually, I just looked up a, uh, there was a, a recent uh, Lifeway research study that concluded that, uh, they found that about 80% of those who attend church one or more times a month, they believe that they have a personal responsibility to share their faith. But 61% have told, have, have not told another person about how to become a Christian in the previous six months. And so that would at least give us a clue that maybe what the presenter mentioned is, you know, actually true. And the same survey talked about, despite a vast majority believing it's their duty to share their faith and having the confidence to do so, 25% say they have a that they've shared their faith once or twice, and 14% have shared three or more times over the, the last six months. So certainly, now there could be a couple ways we could take those uh, that research, but certainly if only 80% have attended church in the last month or so, but only 61% have not told another person, that may be one of the reasons maybe that maybe they just don't know what to tell people about the gospel. Mm. So as you look at those and hear those stats, what 
comes to your mind? Well, actually, it's not surprising to me at all. I would say that the more and more we get immersed in this culture shift here in the United States, particularly, I think that people are more and more, well, I will say that there's a percentage of people that are probably just afraid. And then there's a percentage of people who have gone past the fear part and it's just become the norm to them. Uh, no longer is it a fear. It's now just the norm to them to be willing to say, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to church. You know, my faith is important to me, but it's just the norm for them not to go out and seek opportunities to share Christ, to share the gospel, what we're talking about today. Yes. And I think that translates all the way down to families and maybe our willingness to teach our children to be bold in their faith to teach our children what is the Great Commission, why did Christ tell us uh, that he wanted us to go out and share the gospel, right? Why? Um, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of layers to this, actually. And, and it's like I said, I don't think the numbers are surprising, but I think that the layers are, you get yes. to a point where, again, you, it just becomes commonplace to be pretty complacent in our faith and where we're at and not want to share that with other people, not even as an intention. It's more just a That's just kind of the norm in our lifestyle now. Yeah, right. So in this episode, Ken, what I thought we could do is, and I think you're right that there are a number of layers to this, obviously. Let's just begin to peel back some of the layers or begin to (laughs) look at some of the layers, one of which may just be what the presenter a couple weeks ago at our church had mentioned that maybe just a number of people don't know exactly. Or I think actually maybe that what really is happening here, probably if you were to ask a a majority of Christian people in America today, they could kind of maybe give you part of the gospel, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. maybe not the full part of it. So what we'll do is, of course, we'll talk about it today, but then also in the show notes of this podcast, I'll put a couple of different links, one of which being It's actually my favorite uh, way to share the gospel, which is a a little tool called the bridge illustration. Sure. And so that goes all the way back to when, you know, we were with the navigators and it's originally, I think, a navigator tool. But it certainly is if you're just looking for, hey, can I just tell you what the Bible says about who Jesus is and, you know, how we can have a relationship with God? It's just a very nice little tool that you can learn. And so that'll be something you can actually look at. I would encourage folks if you if you do have an interest in learning and, and memorizing the the bridge illustration to actually just you know there are verses that go with kind of each point and memorizing those verses here soon on the one eight catalyst website we'll actually have a video of me actually doing it so I'll kind of teach you how to do it and so when we get that on the our YouTube page we can also link that to the you know the show notes to this episode as well so Ken of course you're familiar with the gospel as well but there are really you may call it sort of three areas of the uh, points right so with kind of a then a fourth which would be kind of our response so we've got kind of you know in the gospel illustration or a gospel presentation you've got kind of God, kind of mankind and our condition. We've got then Jesus Christ and kind of what happened there. So for the first thing, Ken, of course, is that to know about the good news of Jesus is that, you know, we read in uh, Genesis 1-1 that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything starts from that point. So you get to that point. So if you get that point wrong, then everything else that follows will be wrong because God created everything, including us and Right, he to understand just how glorious and life giving the gospel of Jesus is, we have to understand that God is also holy and righteous, that he's determined never to ignore or tolerate sin, including ours. 
And so, Ken, is that where you like to start too? Is that uh, you kind of just illustrate kind of who God is? And Yeah, I think that um, I would say, yeah, that's where I like to start. I think the conversation sometimes doesn't start there by no fault of our own. It's just how maybe how the situation has presented itself at that time, right? Some people might go right into the, do you really believe all that Jesus stuff? Well, then you can go back to, yeah, and here's why. And Let me start with who God is. And I think that's important. I think, again, going back to the place that we're at in our culture, a lot of people are very afraid to go into the who God is part, right? And as a result, they never get to who Jesus is. Oh, right. You know, and uh, the conversations just tend to spiral out of control too quickly, getting away from everything. And part of that is not being willing to say, you know what, this, I'm just as bold in my faith and bold in my desire to love you and share with you who God is and the good news of Jesus Christ, the why and why you need to respond. And as you are bold in your uh, disdain for me wanting to share that to you know with you, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a boy, it's a strange place uh, that we're at, and it's um, yeah, I think it it's is. harder and harder. Again, here I'm not. You are a, a worldly traveler in missions work. That's I, right. I'm not, and. Uh, I don't know if it's more difficult, less difficult in situations around the globe than it is here, where we seem to be in a culture where we kind of know it all. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And there's probably some of both of that, either harder or easier. Certainly, you know, in a place like um, China, where we've been working, there's just such a kind of a, what we've been calling kind of a God-sized hole in their hearts that they respond easily. And it's mm. clear God has been at work, right? But as it relates to the gospel, I always like to go, let's just recognize first that there is a God, that he created everything, and that, you know, he wants to have a relationship with you. And then we begin to get into kind of the second point, Ken, which is, of course, kind of us as men and women, mankind, right? That when uh, God first created uh, human beings, the first human beings, Adam and Eve, yeah, he intended them for them to live under his righteous rule and perfect joy obeying him and living in fellowship with him. And so we have to talk about this disobedience that happened, right, in the Mm -hmm. Garden of Eden when Adam disobeyed God, though, right, and he ate the fruit. And you know what's interesting, Ken, by the way, as a side note, so we had my friend Dudley Callison Mm -hmm. in for a couple of episodes just recently, and he's talking about in a place like Scotland, and I think we're kind of getting there in America, they are so post-Christian that they've been now four or five generations of non-Christians. And so this whole business of who Adam and Eve are yeah. is not even something that, you know, I mean, in a kind of American culture, well, even if you're not a Christian, you kind of know who Adam and Eve are, right? Right. right Just because right. Christian stories have kind of permeated our culture. And so that has nothing to do particularly with this, but it was just interesting to me because, you know, you're talking about kind of the interesting place we're at here. I guess it does relate in that it, I think today in America, if you begin talking about Adam and Eve, don't necessarily assume that the people who you're talking to know exactly who you're talking about. That's right. I know it's it's a little side note, but I know it is, but it's important because you and I have talked about this before that more and more we have families and generations now that have not attended church, have not mm-hmm. been uh, exposed to the God of the Bible, our creator. And as a result of that, you have more and more young children now who have no idea what we're talking about. And that is going to continue as it has where you said in Scotland. Yeah, that's right. It permeates the norm, right? And mm-hmm. that's, um, I'm afraid in a sense that to say I'm kind of a, in an understanding 
that that's where the the things are going, right? Which drives us even more to to what the mission is. Like, where you know, what are we doing about yes. it? Yeah, that's but, right. But yeah, to go back to that, I think that um, this is a in the discussion about the good news of the gospel, and when starting back to mm-hmm. God and mankind, this always seems to bring up the well, why would that happen? Right, with God who created everything, who can do anything, why would He let that happen? And it goes back to the the idea that we can't quite comprehend this unconditional love where God loves us so much and he wants us to love him back that he doesn't force that on us. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a school bell. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So please pick up there. It's a, yes, you know, it's a, something that always happens, I think, in this conversation. Yeah, it does. So in that story of Adam and Eve, right, of course, the main point there is that there was a disobedience that happened, right, against what God's command. And so then that fellowship that we had, mankind had uh, with God was broken, right? And Adam and Eve declared rebellion against God. And so that's kind of that, what we call kind of man's condition, right? So it's not just then Adam and Eve who are guilty of sin, The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so in this bridge illustration, that's one of those passages you can share. And then, uh, you know, that sin is the rejection of God himself and his authority over those who to whom he's, he gives life. And so then sharing the gospel or knowing about the gospel, what we're trying to do is kind of give people a very clear picture of exactly man's depravity or our situation. This is not something we can't develop this relationship with God now on our own, right? There's nothing we can do that, that would make us good enough for that, right? That this sin is this this rejection of God himself and his authority over those whom he gives life, right? So the condition for that or the, the consequences for that, just in a couple chapters later, in Romans 6.23, we read that the wages of that sin are death, and that's not just a physical death, but a spiritual death, a forceful separating of our sinful, rebellious selves from the presence of God forever. And so the Bible teaches that the final destiny for unbeliever, unbelieving sinners is this eternal separation, right, what we would call hell, right? But Ken, before we get in then to the good news of this, I guess I would just underscore, and I'd be interested to know what you think, but I would just underscore that in knowing the gospel and preparing to present it to others, a lot of times this is where we can interject our own story, right, of, sure, man, I know, I was just lost, and I was without, there's no way, I tried to do this or that, or I tried to be good enough, and I just, there's clear I just couldn't. So just kind of that underscoring of kind of our condition as mankind. Yeah, I think this is a great place for that. I think, the, in fact, I would say any point in here, there's always a place to start talking about your story, because it's something, especially those who have known you, we should see some transformation in your right. life as a result of your relationship with Christ. And I think that's a, this is a great place to start bringing your story into it because it brings in your own depravity, the own separation from God, my sin, where I realized I was apart from God. He revealed that to me, then Christ, and then moving forward with the, yes. the transformation in, yeah, in my that's own right. life. Yeah, that's right. So obviously that's where you can begin to bring in in fact, when we, when we do the bridge illustration, then we talk about, 
how people will say, well, if I'm just a good enough person or if I just mm-hmm. do good enough things. But of course, we know this passage in Ephesians chapter 2, right? For it's by grace you've been saved and not by works, that there's nothing that we can do on our own to save ourselves. And so that's where we bring in then, of course, the good news part of it, which is about Jesus, right? The word Christ means anointed one, referring to anointing a king with oil when he's crowned. And so when we say Jesus Christ, we're saying that Jesus is a king. And so when Jesus began his public ministry, he told people, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the good news. And so as Jesus dies on the the cross, we know this story, the awful weight of all those sins fell on his shoulders, the sentence of death that God has provided against rebellious sinners struck and Jesus died for you and me. And so that's where we, you know, we begin to bring in that, you know, that God sent his one and only son. Of course, we know the John 3.16 passage, which is so popular. The story fortunately doesn't end there, that Jesus, the crucified, is no longer dead, that the Bible tells us that he rose from the grave. And Jesus rising from the grave is God's way of saying what Jesus claimed about who he is and what he came to do is true. And then we have some assurances about, I think of John 1.12, where it says, you know, to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so that's why that bridge is a good illustration, I think, and that kind of shows where we were as mankind. God's on the other side of the cliff, if you will, and Jesus is the one that kind of bridges that gap. So as it relates to bringing in Jesus into this picture, Ken, what have you found to be most effective? Anything else? Well, most effective, I I don't know. You know, there's enough times when I feel like I'm saying the wrong things, getting it wrong, just mm-hmm. in, my, in the response I get from people. Like, And I feel like this is actually important to share with people, right? Is that I feel like a complete failure sometimes uh, sharing Christ. And mm-hmm. I, I think that we have to recognize that God is working through that. God may reveal his son through other people, even when you try to, right? I mean, you may be just a step in the path and that just might be where it is. So I say that to maybe preface that. Well, I think we have to always realize that sometimes as we're sharing and we feel like maybe we're not doing such a great job or we're sharing and something seems to feel too simplistic to us, right? I mean, I think this happens with Christians as they share, right? Like this gospel message is so basic, right? I mean, it, it seems so not complicated, And I think that's exactly how God made it. It's not complicated. It's fact and it's truth. We have to realize that God is going to reveal himself to the person who is hearing. And it's at that time that they're going to make that decision. But part of this sharing Christ, sharing the good news, why he died, the great news that he rose again, that we have this promise of eternal life. I think that a lot of that is a discipline for us as much as prayer is a discipline for us. You know, that's right. We're supposed to go out and do this. It's obligatory in that this is a life-saving, life-changing, eternal impact stuff, which I know we're going to talk about again in a minute in another episode, but there's no way around that. And you're called to share, you're called to love and share in the love of another person, not out of the obligation, but to recognize that God has definitely called you to do this and let him do the work. Yes, that's good. That's good. And Ken, just as you were talking, I was thinking about, because you were talking about how sometimes you feel like you kind of mess it up or you, you know, whatever. I mess up everything. (laughs) Yeah, just an encouraging note. If we believe that God's really the one who wants to save people, right, through his son, and it has very little to do with, I mean, we're called to be obedient, of course, but 
you know, the results are not up to us. So very short story. So when I first started in ministry with the Navigators, we had uh, student leaders in our ministry. And so we had these events where we'd go into dormitories and share Christ. And a lot of ways that we would do that is we'd buy pizza, have that in the lobby, and then the kind of the word would get out. And of course, college students and pizza, they just kind of flocked. And so we had one of these student leaders that was sharing this bridge illustration with uh, another student as kind of a, more of a kind of a training thing. Let's just see how she does. And, you know, we can correct her later and (laughs) whatnot. And so she just so like butchered it. It wasn't even funny. Just (laughs) totally got it, most of it wrong. Mentioned some Bible passages, but then in terms of the references, but then the passages were, got those all jumbled up and whatnot. And yet through all of that, right, it was a, a guy that she was sharing with, absolutely recited the gospel message perfectly. And, oh, so you mean Jesus came to die? And, you know, I mean, God, he, he got it all right. Yeah. You know, and so it just was a good illustration for us that is sort of like, well, then really, you're called to be obedient, but it's not really up to you, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In terms of their response. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you and others. I mean, it was certainly an encouragement to me. So can the kind of the final piece then is, well, maybe there would be two things. One would be once we've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know, we have some assurances, right, that we will then be kind of with the Lord sort of, you know, for all eternity. And then the final piece was just kind of our response, right, that God expects us then to accept Jesus and live for him and that's where then we get into what we've talked about before, living for him and kind of this six marks of a disciple, right? And growing in our mm-hmm. in our walk with him. And so that in kind of what time we had available for this podcast, Ken, is the gospel illustration. So in terms of my final pieces for this episode, I guess I would just encourage those listening to develop their own way. I mean, for them to know themselves what the gospel is and develop a way to communicate it to others. Again, I think that one way that that might work, you know, as we've been talking to church leaders about, do you believe the Great Commission is a command for all Christians? Of course, generally they say yes. And then my second encouragement or my second question is, how well are you doing to make sure all of your people at your church know how to share their testimony and how to share a gospel illustration? In other words, that could just be something church-wide. You have a Saturday morning session or a Thursday night training session. I mean, just make sure your people know the gospel, right? So I guess there's a church responsibility, but then as the individual, just make sure you know it and develop your own tool. Again, as I mentioned, I like the bridge illustration just because it's easy. You can put it on a sheet of paper and then give it to the person and they can take it home and look up the verses online later or whatever. So, yeah. Ken, what about for you? What final pieces of encouragement do you have? Well, I think actually you just hit on it. I would encourage people that, like I said, I'm, you know, I feel like I mess everything up all the time when I'm trying to uh, do what I know God would like me to be doing, not just in the in sharing the gospel, just in his work, right? And that stuff that he's kind of put in front of me, I screw it up all the time. And I think we do, but that's, remember, we're just kind of a mess, right? But those things start to clear up the more we seek God's help. And I would say to put a cap on this is being presented with an opportunity to share the gospel, I would always seek the Lord in his help in doing it. As simple as it can be, I think that I always want God to use his words. I want his heart to be expressed 
because I think that people, once they see that, they are going to recognize that there's something missing, and they're going to recognize that at the time that God wants them to. And also, some people aren't going to respond well. You have to know that, and that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's really you know, okay. That's okay. Yeah, and I appreciate both of those things, Ken. One, that you know we want God to be the one to speak through us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've even had times where it's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to have the opportunity to share. And I didn't have time to pray about it in advance, but just quickly in my mind or my spirit, you know, I'm just, hey, Lord, just, yeah, you can just take ten, five, five or 10 seconds and just, hey, just, I'm giving this to you. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. Well, great. Well, I hope this is encouragement to many. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Again, go to the show notes to find out more about what we're um, about, the bridge illustration. Obviously, you can look up other you know evangelism tools online. So again, Ken, we want to make sure people know how to get in touch with us as well. Of course, you know I'm at uh, Missions Mike on uh, Twitter, and I know you're just it's just your name, right? Uh, at That's Ken correct. Wantmore. Yep. Yeah, so they can kind of keep up with what you're doing. And so I encourage you guys to follow us. And of course, our website, our ministry website at 18catalyst.org, we've got, you know, updated uh, ministry news and other pieces of information. So thanks for joining us. And we will look forward to having you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.